This is Mike Kitko, and I'm a small business owner just like you. I'll never be a hustle whore or grind guru, but I do believe in having it all, health, wealth, and a life full of love. Struggle is not the goal, and sacrifice is not glamorous. I like the path of least resistance. It just takes a shift in mindset and the beliefs you hold. Do you believe that you need to sacrifice now to have what you want later? Or do you believe that you can have it all, all the time? Because your beliefs create your outcomes. I choose to feel wealthy, successful, and happy every day, and you get to choose for yourself. Welcome to Lead, Love, Profit, Play, where small business owners learn and choose to have it all and choose to create success without the stress. Back in 2016, I started my business for the absolute worst reason whatsoever. And today I want to dive into, into uh, I guess, the realm, into the world of people starting businesses to have their own emotional needs met. Now, I don't think this is a very good reason to start a business. And and I only know this, guys, is because I made probably, I guess, I don't know, two out of the the three biggest uh or had experienced two out of the three biggest emotional um out of integrity reasons for starting my business and for executing and demonstrating my business. Now, I want to I want to take you back to when I originally launched my business and and I it was well March 2016 I uh, I lost my job and I didn't know what I was going to do with the rest of my life and and I started going on job interviews and I went on four or five job interviews and I was runner up for you know a bunch of bunch of executive positions and I was very qualified except my my resume was Swiss cheese and you know I don't know I started putting my life back together but it still still didn't look good from a from a resume perspective so i still consider myself back then i was unemployable and now i've kind of <laughs> dusted myself off and and put my life back together and i i feel i'm still unemployable because you know i i was uh, i was made i guess at that point i was i wasn't um i don't know offered any any positions in corporate america so I chose to start a business for the wrong reason, but I eventually got on track because I found the right reason. So we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to explain this. And I started my first business I started was, was titled Hope Works Partnership. And the, the reason for this business was, and I've told this story before. This isn't a brand new story, but <clears throat> the, the reason I started this business was for income and that's it. It wasn't, it wasn't for any reason besides income. And what I was going to do is I was going to help businesses when they needed to, when they needed to terminate someone, when they needed to let somebody go. I was going to work with those people and I was going to help them find jobs. Meanwhile, I couldn't find a job. And all I was trying to do is solve the problem that I couldn't solve for myself. I was going to help solve it for other people and all of that went away when I was talking to a business owner and I said, Hey, I, if if you ever have to, you know, terminate or lay off, then I want to be the person you call and I'll work with them and you pay me and I'll work with them to, you know, help keep their life together and, and to, to find another job. And, and they were like, well, why do you want to do that? And I couldn't answer the question besides the only reason was to make some money. That's it. That was, it was just for, for my own benefit. <clears throat> Excuse me. It wasn't, it wasn't for, 
you know, for the benefit of the other person because I couldn't find a job myself. How could I help other people find a job? It was a scarcity move. That's it. It was a scarcity move. It wasn't something I was interested in. It was some, it wasn't something I was passionate about. It was simply a scarcity move. And the reason being, the reason that it was a scarcity move. And the reason I made that move is because I was scared. It was insecurity. I was, I was in a, a place of fear about my financial wherewithal, about my financial, uh, I don't know, my financial state. So I, I was in a place where I wasn't receiving any income. I was watching my, you know, my, my net worth go down. I was making, I was taking huge chunks out of my savings in order to fund my, my lifestyle and my family's lifestyle. And, and I didn't want my, my wife and my kids to, you know, have to suffer for the, you know, for me losing my job. So I just kept money coming out of my bank account and kept coming out of my investments to keep our lifestyle in, in, you know, in play. And I did so. I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to have the conversation with my, with my family that you need to sacrifice your well being because I lost my job. So, uh, I started a business. I started after I was figured out I was unemployable. I started this business and I just grabbed the first idea I could and I started going and talking to business owners, but it, it didn't stand the integrity test. Mike, why do you want to do this? Well, I, I just want money. And, and you, you know, I mean, at the time, even I knew that I couldn't say, well, this is just about my financial well being, but it was nothing I was passionate about. And I didn't, I didn't feel that this was a service to the world. It was an idea that I just want to run with to see if I could make some money from. And I didn't get very far with that. And when, after a little bit, a couple months, I realized that what I really wanted to do is work with people and help them learn what I was learning on this, this self-development, self-growth trajectory. And what I, what I, was doing back then is I was working with a coach and, and I was reading voraciously and I was meditating a lot and I was journaling a lot. I was becoming like super self-aware. I was, I put my marriage back together and I started losing a bunch of weight and, and I, I, I completely like reset my life and I was on this upward trajectory and I was going to help people. Like I figured I, Feel, felt like I was on chapter two and I was going to teach people chapter one. That was it. And, and that's all coaching is. It's like nobody, nobody has, has the last chapter read of this book, right? You only had the last chapter. You only finished the last chapter when you die, but coaches, teachers, spiritual guides, uh, gurus, they're really sometimes just a chapter ahead and they're just teaching you the chapter that they just read. That's it. And I was like, I felt I was on chapter two and I was just going to teach people chapter one, the, the thing that helped me get out of the, get out of the shoot and, and start to put my life back together. So I wanted to start a business, but the point being is it really wasn't about anyone else. It was really only about solving one problem. And that's my own emotional needs. I felt financially insecure. I felt emotionally insecure. I felt mm, inadequate for losing my job. And I was trying to put my emotional welfare back together through making money and starting a business. For the first 10 prospects that I sat down with and I had sales conversations, 
please forgive me (laughs) because you could probably smell my commission breath. You could probably smell through my aura and through my words and through my body language how desperate I was to have my own emotional needs met. And for that, for, for not making it about you and for not trying to help you solve your problems, but instead for, for having my business try to meet my emotional needs, for that, I'm asking for forgiveness. Starting a business for your emotional well-being is not a very sound play. It's out of integrity, and it's not the highest level reason for starting a business. And the sooner you can make a shift, the more success you're going to see. Now, I've got a couple more examples, not just the financial piece, but I've got a couple more examples of of why people start businesses for their own emotional payoff. And, and the second one that, I, that I'm going to describe, it, it was me too. Now, I work with my good friend. I did a, a podcast interview with him. Uh, his name's Lucas Walls. Go back and listen to that episode. It's a really, it's an awesome, uh, awesome episode. And him and his business partner, Sam, are up to $45 million in cash flowing real estate. It's really awesome. They're, these guys are doing just like a bang up job. They're actually crushing things. And they take care of their tenants. That's why, that's why they're, they're such great, uh, real estate owners and investors because they take care of their tenants and are doing it to provide awesome housing for the people that, that they work for, they work with. Anyway, so back in the spring of, it was probably 2020, maybe probably right. Yeah. Some, some, somewhere around 2020, I don't know, somewhere in that range, 2019, 2020, my wife and I were taking a walk and, and if you live in the St. Louis or St. Charles area, you know, you, you might have heard of Newtown, Newtown, St. Charles. And my wife and I, we don't live very far from there. We were walking through Newtown and we stopped off at, at that office. And it's the faster house office. And we stopped off at, at the office. And this is the first time I ever walked in the office and I went and sat down with Lucas and, and, and I sat down in his office and I said, Hey, Luke, how you doing? You know, what's going on? How, how, how's life? Anything getting in your way? And a, a term that I, I like to use. And do you have any headlocks? Any, anything, anything got you in a headlock? And, and his response to that was, Mike, you know what? It, it, it's, in, it's cool that you're here. It's interesting. I've been, I've been thinking about hiring a coach and getting some mindset, getting my mind right. And, and after he said that, it was almost like, awesome, Luke. That's, that's great to hear. Let me know how that goes. And it's like I got up and walked out of his office. And and two or three months later, I was texting people that I know, that I like, that I trust, that I they know me and they know the the service that I provide and they know the the quality of a coach that I am and the quality of a teacher I am. And I was texting them and I said, Hey, I got this mastermind and I'm trying to expand it. And it's a mastermind for business owners who are looking for more wealth, success, and happiness, but are looking for the success without distress. Do you know anybody that would fit into that category? And he said, his text response was, Mike, I tried to hire you a few months ago, but you like, I don't know if you wanted to be chased or you wanted me to like beg or you wanted to 
You wanted to somehow feel wanted. You wanted me to, to ask, but I tried to hire you by telling you I was looking for some, some mindset coaching. And I literally was ready to hire you and you, you kind of like, you ghosted me. You, you ran out of my office and you ghosted me. And it was at that moment that I realized that in my coaching, in, in my sales process, I wasn't looking to help other people still. I was looking to have my emotional needs met. I did want to be admired. I did want to be wanted. I did want to be chased. I did want people to tell me that they wanted to work with me. It was about my emotional needs, my emotional payoff, not providing service in this world. It was about my emotional security, my emotional adequacy. I was still trying to have my emotional cup filled up. Now, this is after the financial piece started taking care of itself. And I, I stopped trying to run my business for my, I stopped running my business to have my financial emotional needs met. But now it was on to trying to feel like, like I was like, I don't know, some, some guru trying to feel like I was, I was somebody in this world trying to feel honored or adored or admired or chased, or I was looking for validation through my business. It was still about my emotional needs. And once again, it's a shitty reason to run a business. It's a shitty reason to go to work. It's a shitty reason to be in a marriage. It's a shitty reason to live is to try to have your emotional needs met and to feel like someone through your circumstances, through what you own, through what you've built, through what you do. You're trying to, you're trying to have your internal emotional cup filled up through external sources and it never ever works. Maybe for a very short period of time but nothing lasting. And finally, the third example that I want to give, and this is, this is more, I mean, you can see this in the world, okay? But picture him. Picture the guy up on the stage, and he's thumping his chest, and maybe he's sitting on a Lambo. Maybe he's walking you through his garage, and you see a bunch of other cars and they're showing you that they are someone because of what they own. They, they take you through on a tour through their big house and they're trying to show you they're a teacher, they're a guru, they're an author, they're a speaker, they're, you know, they're a chest thumper and they're trying to show you that they are somebody because of what they own or because of what they've accomplished or because of what they've achieved or because of what they've accumulated. They're trying to show you that they are somebody and they're trying to prove it to you through achievement, accomplishment, accumulation. And you know what? These people are very dangerous and here's why. Because probably unconsciously, but since they feel inadequate or insignificant in who they are, 
And they're trying to, they're trying to have their emotional needs met through their business and their achievements and their accomplishments and their accumulation. Since they're feeling inadequate and insecure and, and, and insignificant, they're trying to leverage those feelings inside of you. They're trying to, they're trying to get you to see yours and they're trying to amplify yours and they're trying to leverage and they're trying to probably unconsciously. And I don't think that it's, I don't think they're trying to hurt anybody, but I think unconsciously they just think that's the way the world is because they can't see any at a higher level. When a human being feels inadequate or insignificant, it's very easy to leverage that fear. It's very easy to leverage that doubt. It's very easy to leverage that internal pain. Marketers on television do it all the time. TV advertisements, billboards, they take advantage of the inadequacy and the insignificance that you feel inside. You're nobody, but when you have this car, you'll finally feel like somebody. You're, you're all alone and without, without a, a spouse, you're nobody. You don't matter. You don't, you're, you're not valuable and you're not worthy. But when you wear this brand of clothes, you will feel valuable and you will feel worthy and you will be worthy. And, and these business owners, these, these influencers, are doing that. They're leveraging. They're not helping you understand your inadequacy and insignificance, that they're false stories. They're, they're amplifying them in you. And then they're, they're trying to get you to overcome them the same way they are trying to overcome theirs through achievement, through accomplishment, through accumulation. And guys, this does not work. You cannot move the emotional needle in your body in, in a sustainable way through external means and external circumstances. And how many times have you wanted something and you felt lack in your life? And then when you got that thing, that lack changed from that to something else. Your lack just changed from that to something and that chase never ends. And this is the insecurity, inadequacy, and insignificance in action. That lack just moves from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. And when you're not happy with one, when you have two, you'll just want three. And the mind wants to want more than it wants to have. And if you don't understand the human conflict, the internal conflict, and the human condition, if you don't understand that this, these are broken stories inside of you. They're not real. They're broken stories. They're, they're stories of conflict. They're stories of, of insecurity, inadequacy, insignificance that are raging inside of you. They're internal defective stories that can be repaired, that can be replaced, that can be resolved, that can be dissolved and can be healed. And if you, if you watch some business owners, some gurus, some influencers, they try to leverage those stories and they amplify them by, by somehow convincing you that if you do what they're doing, you'll, 
you'll feel something that you want to feel. Now, how many times have you heard through people who have accomplished more, who have achieved more, who have accumulated more, prove something to yourself, prove something to others, prove to, prove to my haters, prove to those who doubt me, prove, I'm going to prove it to those people. I'm going to prove it, prove it, prove it, prove it, prove it, prove it to myself, prove it to other people. How many times have you heard that as almost a celebratory Cliche. Listen, you've got nothing to prove to anyone. You don't have anything to prove to yourself. And you don't have anything to prove to other people. And if you feel like you have something to prove, if there's a story in your mind and in your body that you have something to prove, if you feel insecure, inadequate, insignificant, you have nothing to prove. And there's no way you're going to get your emotional needs taken care of through anything outside of you. Don't let anybody convince you to do things that you don't want to do to heal an internal conflict that only you can resolve yourself. By changing the story and by changing the mindset and changing your heart set and wrapping all of those around a different story of security, of adequacy, and significance. You are secure. The mind and body might not tell you so. You are adequate. You might have had a history where people, parents, teachers, pastors, people told you you weren't adequate. You've got stories raging in your body how you're not good enough. These are all stories of defects that aren't true. You might feel like you're insignificant. And I was raised in toxic religion that was based on shame and guilt and making you wrong for just being born. And these are all stories that will make you feel insignificant. And if you're told that you, when you were a child that you didn't matter, or maybe you were given up for adoption and you feel like nobody wants you, or, or you were, you, you went from, from aunt to aunt because, yeah, and I'm, I'm telling you a story in, in, in my life where there was some family disharmony and there were, there was kind of a passing around of the baby. And that forms deep in the subconscious of the baby's mind that you're unwanted. And you're insignificant. Listen, if you have these internal conflicts, if you feel insecure, if you feel inadequate, if you feel insignificant, you you don't build a business to have those emotional needs met. You go in and you clean out that mess and you build a business to make a difference in the world, to solve a problem in the lives of other people to serve society with your natural talents, gifts, with your divinity, with your natural genius. That's the reason. That's the reason to launch a business. To be a producer in the world instead of a consumer. And when you're trying to have your emotional needs met through your business, you're going to be a consumer. And when you're when you're a servant in the world, when you run your business to make a difference and to make an impact and to leave the world a better place than you found it, you will become a producer 
And here's the, here's the paradox in all of this is that people who produce and who expand the world and who positively impact the world, they, they create more wealth in their lives than people who are chasing their emotional needs and who are consuming in the world and who are a, I guess you could say just a uh, consume more than they produce. When you take more out of the world than you give, you're, you're going to end up empty. When you produce more than you consume, you're always going to end up full. Guys, till next week, I want you to think about, are you, are you waking up and are you operating in this world to leave more or to consume more for your emotional benefit or for the quality of life of everybody involved? Think about it this way. Are you in it for you or are you in it for us? If you enjoyed what you heard and you want to learn more, go to www.innerwealthglobal.com for more tools and resources. 